Turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 13, or Acts chapter 10, rather. Acts chapter 10. If you don't mind, stand for the reading of God's Word. Acts chapter 10. I'm going to begin reading in verse 1. I'm going to read down through verse 4, and then I'm going to pick up verse 31. Acts chapter 10 said, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italians, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius, And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Let's go to verse 31. Verse 31, the scripture said, Cornelius is sharing what happened to him. After a period of fasting, he said, And said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard. There are four words I want to preach on this morning. Your prayer is heard. I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to say, your prayer's been heard. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Several weeks ago, I was reading my Bible, my daily Bible reading, And I know you've experienced this. There are sometimes we read the Bible and then there are times that not only do we read the Bible, it reads us and it jumps off the page and we're like, my God, this is alive. It's living. And those four words jumped off the page at me the other day. And I want to start this revival service preaching to you today about your prayer has been heard. Lift your hand right now. Father, I come to you now in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, I would ask you, Father, to move upon me. God, give me a fresh word. Lord, I believe you have given me this word. And Father, I pray that you would touch me as I begin to minister today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I would say that we are now into one of the third hardest years in modern history. It seems as if that our world is reeling under what the Apostle Paul would describe that in the last days perilous times would come. Times that would be very hard to deal with. Times that are tough. As this crisis in the Ukraine is begun just days ago, this past Friday, we understand that Russia has now captured a nuclear plant in the Ukraine and some 600,000 immigrants have fled out of the Ukraine to Poland and others are leaving at some 60 to 80,000 a day seeking refuge. 
And that is beginning to be felt, the war crimes of a dictator who knows not God. His war crimes are being felt. As a matter of fact, just since I've been in Alabama, I've seen gas jump almost 50 cents a gallon at the pump. All of us are feeling the pressure of these last days. But I've come by to tell you, I recently read Dr. David Jeremiah, a great evangelical preacher, said, in these chaotic times, the world needs to see Christians that are steadfast. They need to see Christians that have peace in the midst of it all. What is one way that you and I can have the peace of God? Well, the Bible said in Philippians chapter 4 to be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God that passes all understanding would keep your hearts and your mind. I want to say to you today, church, we must be a praying people. I read in the book of Acts and some 28 times, in this book I find the activity of prayer. We come to chapter and you know that Peter spent a lot of his ministry ministering to the Jews but this time it's a little different we meet a man that is not a Jew we meet a man that is a Gentile and he is an Italian and his name is Cornelius and they would be the first of the Gentiles to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. Let me stop and say, aren't you glad that the gospel came to those that were not Jews? Aren't you glad that this gospel would go around the world and the gospel has come? And Cornelius the Bible said that he is a devout man. If there's ever been a day that we need to be devout, it is the day in which we live. I was studying that word devout last night and I looked up some words that it is synonymous with. If you're devout, you are, you are dedicated. If you're devout, you are faithful. If you are devout, you are true blue. If you are devout, you are down the line. Now, I may, you may want to send me back to Michigan today but I read this recently that the Christianity of our time seems to be, and I quote, we drift toward compromise and call it tolerance. We drift toward disobedience and we call that freedom. We slouch toward prayerlessness and delude ourselves into thinking that we have escaped to legalism. But I want to tell you today, give me people that will be devout. And the Bible said that he feared God. There's one thing missing in America today and that is 
is the majority of this country no longer fears God. But I want to tell you today that God is still, can I get an amen? God is still on the throne. God is still in control. Hallelujah. And then we find that Cornelius did something. The Bible said he gave alms. That's another That's another message. He had compassion toward the poor, but it also says that he prayed. I recently preached a message in Ohio and I talked about Josiah and the fact that Josiah did something his two evil his two evil predecessors his granddaddy and his daddy didn't do and he prayed. God wants us to pray. 2 Corinthians 7:14 said, "If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land we need God to hear us from heaven Jesus said in Luke 18 1 he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought all Always to pray and not to faint. And then Jesus, right before he would go to the cross, in the press of Gethsemane, he would say to them, watch and pray. Listen to me, church. The bear, Russia, prophetically in the Bible, he is on the march. He is marching through the Ukraine, and he's not going to stop till he makes his way to Israel. But my friend, the Lion of Judah is about to roar at the bear. I wish somebody would say amen. That lion of Judah is greater than the bear called Russia. And my friend, the storms are coming. I want to tell you this world is headed to a meeting with Antichrist. But I have good news for you. Before he comes on the scene, guess what? We're going to be out of here. We're going to be gone. Hallelujah. And here we find the storms come, but my friend, those that watch and pray, those that watch and pray are going to be all right. I thought about this. I thought about this in preparing and writing some things down last night. Do you remember how churches used to have prayer rooms and you would walk by the prayer room and you would hear people travailing and agonizing with God. Oh God, give us prayer rooms again and give us give us some prayer meetings. Let me talk to you. I want to talk about the fact of what we do when we pray. Secondly, I want to talk about the power of prayer. Your prayer has been heard. But first of all, when I pray, there is intercession 
confession. When I pray, I am praying for somebody else. And there are times, and you've experienced this, that the Holy Ghost will lay his hand on me to pray for somebody I haven't thought of or seen in years. There's some of you that God will lay you on my heart to pray for, and I don't know why, but I've learned this. When he says pray, I'm going to pray. When he says to intercede, thank God for the ministry of intercession. Do you realize this book is filled with intercessors? When Sodom and Gomorrah's sin rose up to heaven and Lot was down in Sodom, Abraham interceded for Sodom. And Abraham interceded and Lot's life was spared. Do you realize that when the children of Israel sinned, and God wanted to literally do away with them. It was the intercession of Moses that caused God to spare the children of Israel. You know what? Today we need some intercessors for the United States of America. Our children need us to be intercessors. Our communities need us to be intercessors. We need to once again realize what it is James said pray one for another that you may be healed oh God give us some intercessors some intercessors like Hezekiah when the Sennacherib and his Assyrian army were coming and it looked like their doom was certain he got a hold of God and he went into the temple and he began to intercede and the angel of the Lord slew 185,000 Assyrians in a night's time. That's the power of intercession. Oh God, give us some Daniels that in the face of a godless world will be intercessors one more time and ring the prayer bells of heaven. Is there anybody here that knows somebody prayed for you and that made all the difference. If you know that, I wish you'd give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Back in World War II, United States troops were down in the South Pacific. That American flag had holes shot in it. And the commanding officer said... I need somebody to go get that flag. One boy went and he got shot and killed. Second boy went and he got shot and killed. And the commanding officer said, we got to get that flag down off this pole. And finally he said, is there anybody? I know two have lost their lives, but is there anybody that will go get this flag? And finally, one boy from Arkansas said, sir, Today at 4 o'clock I'll go get this flag but I can't until 4 o'clock. And at 4 o'clock he went. Bullets firing all around him. He shimmied up that flag. Bullets didn't hit him. He shimmied up that pole, got that flag and came back down. Handed it, folded it and handed it to his commanding officer. And his commanding officer said, Hey son, I want to know one thing. 
fine job you did, but why did you wait until 4 o'clock? He said, well, sir, I'm from the country out in Arkansas and said, I got a godly mama that loves God. And she told me, she said, son, every day at 4 o'clock your time in the South Pacific, I'm going to be over behind the stove interceding and asking God to protect you. And I knew if my mama was praying, everything was going to be all right. Oh, God, give us intercessors that'll pray the enemy off of our shoulder. Oh, God, give us intercessors that will see us through. I'm telling you, if you don't have anybody to pray for, pray for me. If you don't have anybody to pray for, pray for the United States of America. If you don't have anybody to intercede for, intercede for the Ukraine. God is calling us again to move into our prayer closet and God is calling us to get a hold of him. If you believe that, I wish you'd wait, raise your hand and let me know you believe in the power of intercession. My God, I feel him. I feel him. Secondly, we pray the prayer of petition. We pray the prayer of petition. Petition is when somebody I love has a need or I have a need, I petition God. The Bible said, Jesus said, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open. But here's, here's something we need to know. When Jesus said, ask, and he said, seek, and he said, knock, those words in the Greek meaning there mean to keep on asking, to keep on seeking, and to keep own knocking. Oh, hallelujah. What did the writer of James say? You have not because you Ask not. Church, we need to realize that we have a good Father. And our good Father, it says, if we who are evil know how to give good gifts unto our children, how much more shall our Heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask Him? You have a Father that wants to bless you. Jabez, the Bible, little obscure character that, that Chronicles mentioned, the Bible said that Jabez he was more honorable than his brothers you want to know why because he prayed and he said Lord would you bless me indeed and Lord would you enlarge my territory and may your hand be with me and keep me from evil that I might not cause pain I've come by to tell you I petitioned my father last night for some things and I'm looking for the answer to be on the way. If you got a child that's lost, petition God for it. If you got a financial need, petition God for it. If you got an emotional need, petition God for it. Does anybody hear what I'm saying to you? It is time church of the living God that we go back to ask 
asking God that we go back to leaning on God that we go back if we need healing we ask him if we need deliverance we ask him if we need direction we ask him is there anybody here today that's got a need I wish you'd wave your hand at me anybody facing something impossible I've come by to tell you God specializes in what we think is impossible Luke 1 37 said for with God nothing shall be impossible you and I serve a God who turns impossibilities into miracles don't give up on the brink of your miracle keep holding on the answer is on the way God has heard your cry oh hallelujah Kyla Rowland lived in Lenore, Tennessee, in Lenore, Tennessee, and she was a great music writer. She was a great music writer. How God gave her songs was beyond my comprehension. Kyla's mother was basically an invalid and lived with her for 19 years. Kyla Rowland recently went to be with the Lord. But I was watching some tape where Kyla Rowland told that she walked in one day and her mother was on the couch and she said I sat down and my mom looked at me and said Kyla you look like you've lost your best friend she said mother said I'm in a situation I've never been in said I just don't know if God's going to work this one out she said Kyla there's a pencil and a pad in that Stand by where you're sitting. Get it out right now. She said, I want you to get it out. She said, I got out the pad and the pencil. And her mama said, now close your eyes. Said, I want you to think hard over every time God's failed you over your life and start writing it down. She said, I sat there. I couldn't think of a time God's ever failed me. Said, not one word could I write. Said, I fell on my knees and cried out to God and said, God, forgive me. Said, I crawled over to that couch and put my head in my mama's lap and began to weep. And my mama said, Kyla, you've made a tragic mistake. Said, you've forgotten who you are. She said, you've forgotten you come from a long line of royalty. Great God, I want to tell you, you're a child of the king today. You don't need to forget who you are. God's wanting to do something for somebody in this house today. God's wanting to give you a miracle. God's wanting to give you the provision of Philippians 4.19. Not only do we pray the prayer of intercession, we pray the prayer of petition, but we also pray the prayer of lamentation. What do you mean that lamentation prayer is found? Found in Psalm 55, 22 that said, Cast thy burden on the Lord and he shall sustain thee. What's that lamentation prayer? It's 1 Peter 5, 7 that said, Casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. 37 years ago when I came into the church of God right here in this auditorium, I've heard this phrase used many, many times and still use it myself. It's called praying through. Anybody ever prayed through? Anybody know what it is to get on your knees and to pray through? Let me tell you a little bit about what it means to pray through. 
in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the tabernacle. In the tabernacle, only the high priest could go in on the day of atonement into the holy of holies. But when Jesus came, the Bible said that veil was rent from the top to the bottom and ever since then a man or a woman saved by the blood of Jesus can walk into that holy place and the Bible even says even encourages us when you need grace and help in your time of need you can enter in. I'll never forget this one week I was having a rough week pastoring in Mobile. We had a $16,000 a month mortgage payment before we flipped on a light we had to come up with $16,000 and I'm telling you it was one of those weeks pastor that it was a week it was one of those tough weeks but you know what I did I got in my study by myself early one morning I closed that door I turned on some prayer music and I said God I'm staying here till I get an answer I'm staying here until I pray through and within a few minutes guess what I found that holy place some of you know what I'm talking about I began to feel the burdens fall off of me I began to feel the care and the load begin to live it didn't change the fact I still had a $16,000 payment it still didn't change the fact that there were problems but I left that place saying I've got a feeling everything's gonna be alright because he's heard and he has answered prayer I've come by to tell somebody during this revival you're going to find the holy place again you're going to find for that old spirit of depression he's going to give you the garment of praise I'm about to shout right now somebody's going to find your load lifted somebody's going to leave singing since I laid my burden down anybody know what it is to pray through and to lay your burden down. If you do, I wish you'd give him a shout of praise in this house today. Fourthly, we pray the prayer of faith. We pray the prayer of faith. You listen to me. You listen to me. You look at this bottle of oil. You look at this bottle of oil. I remember the days back in that old sanctuary when R.E. Melvin was pastoring here and y'all had that big, it came, you didn't have a decorative one that came fresh out of the grocery store. I remember old brother Melvin had put that bony hand of his across that pulpit and tapped that bell to start service. And I can remember saints of God would come down and they'd take that bottle of oil to pray because they believed that there was the prayer of faith. The Bible said any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church anointing him with oil and the prayer of faith. I said the prayer of faith shall save the sick. I remember when I was teaching in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, there was a wealthy family, their daughter, 
their daughter was in my class and they were a wealthy family. He did probably most of the major commercial constructions in the Shoals and Tri-City area. And this, their mom got Bell's palsy. And when they found out I was a Church of God preacher and believed in healing, they began to talk to me. And they drove from Muscle Shoals down to Mobile, Alabama one weekend to be in a crusade with a healing evangelist. And I admire that faith. And they went so she could get healed of Bell's palsy. Her face was literally distorted from Bell's palsy. But I've come by to say this and you hear me and I'm not knocking anybody's church. But if I didn't go to church, it couldn't anoint me with oil and pray the prayer of faith for me to get healed. I'd get out of it. I'd find me one where they would anoint me. Somebody help me preach. I was preaching in Dallas, North Carolina a few years ago. And there was a mom that drove that night, she and her daughter. She said, I've driven four hours one way to be here. Said, my daughter has not been able to eat anything now in over a year. Said, she's living off of either intravenous or she's living off. She's living off what we put at the back of her tongue in a, with, a, with, a, with, an, with an eardropper. She's dying. We've been to Duke University and the doctors have said we've done all we can do. We've been to Chapel Hill and we've been everywhere in this state and everybody said it's over. I'm telling you that night in Dallas, North Carolina, Pastor Danny Shortridge and I, we anointed that girl with oil. I'll never forget this if I live to be a thousand years old. The saints of God were gathered around to pray for her. I will never forget this and I'm telling you God began to move. Faith began to arise in that place. Folks began to worship and you could feel faith arising. I saw Brother Shortridge do something and I thought oh God he's going for broke. He went up there and got the bottle of water that hadn't been opened. He opened that bottle of water and put it in front of that girl's face who had not been able to swallow in a long time and he said drink. He said swallow. That girl's eyes got big and before that service was over she had drunk almost every bit of 16 ounces of water. You want to know why? Because there was a greater one than Duke University doctors. There was a greater one than Chapel Hill doctors. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that healeth thee. I'm telling you church, we got to go back to seeing the prayer of faith prayed and the miracles that have filled our churches up as people saw the blind see and the lame to walk. God give us a healing ministry again that will testify to the power and glory of God. Somebody clap your hands in this house. God said, I've heard your prayer. He said, I've heard it. Mm. I sat down last night over at Mother's and sat at the kitchen table. And I just started writing this down. Hannah prayed and God gave her a child. David prayed at Ziglag when he'd lost his children and his family. God spoke and said, pursue and you're going to overcome, and he did. 
My God, Elijah prayed. And fire fell from heaven. He prayed again and the rain came. Jabez prayed and God blessed him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego prayed. Oh God, and a fourth man walked into that fiery furnace with them. Daniel prayed and the mouth of the lions were shut up. Peter was in prison and the church prayed and he was released. Paul and Silas prayed and their prayers reached heaven and they were released. The early church prayed and when they prayed they were filled with the Holy Ghost and the building was shaken. There had been 400 years of silence but Zechariah and Elizabeth were childless and Zechariah prayed and the silence was broken and God gave them John the Baptist oh hallelujah when you pray the, when you pray angels are summoned into action when you pray recovery begins when you pray the fire falls when you pray iron gates swing open wide when you pray pray the sick are healed when you pray the lost are convicted and saved when you pray chains fall off when you pray minds are open when we pray the weak are strong when we pray something happens when we pray demons tremble and Satan has to flee hallelujah I'm going to tell you, if you're here today and you're saved, somebody prayed. If you're here today and you're delivered, somebody prayed. If you're here today and you're full of the Holy Ghost, somebody prayed. This church is here today because somebody prayed. This church continues because somebody prays. If your children are alive, it's because somebody prayed. Anybody feel God in this house today? If God's ever answered a prayer for you, I wish you'd stand right now. If God's ever heard your prayer, I want you to stand right now. If God's ever sent, if God's ever sent a miracle, I want you to stand as a witness to it. Somebody prayed.